Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. So I, I welcome you today. Uh, you know, on Friday, what was the theme of our night vigil? New beginnings, isn't it? So the theme of our night vigil on Friday was new beginnings. And it talks about God doing what? A new thing, isn't it? Okay, so I, you know, when I was preparing, I was actually asking myself, you know, why would God say he's doing a new thing? Has God started doing a new thing today? Huh? No. Has God started doing a new thing today? Yes. Has he done a new thing in your life today? Huh? You know, God has been doing a new thing actually each and every day. The book of Lamentations, chapter 3, verse 23, it talks about his mercies, his love for us. It's new every morning, isn't it? His compassions, they never fail. His mercies. So actually, God has done something new for you today. Because of his mercies, you are here today, isn't it? It says because of his great mercies, we are not consumed. So actually, God is, God is actually doing Something new each and every day. And God is just desiring, you know, that you praise him because he does something new every day. And so, you know, I was just reflecting and saying, okay, God does something new every day. So why then would God say this is a time of new beginnings when actually every day is a day of new beginnings, isn't it? Every day you have a new chance, you have a new opportunity. You have a fresh 24 hours, isn't it, to start something. But then why would God say it's a time of new beginnings? Praise the Lord. You know, why, who actually is this God of new beginnings? Who is the God of new things? So this is actually what we want to talk about today. Who is this God of new things? So, you know, I, I was actually struggling to, for a title for this sermon, so... At a point, I'd actually said, okay, we'll just not have a title on the bulletin, and then each person will make up their own title. So, by the end of the sermon, if God speaks to you in a different... For me, this is the way God speaks to me. I'm going to share what God has spoken to me, but if God speaks to you or ministers to you in a different title, maybe I would advise you not to put a title. And then at the end, you put a title that ministers to you. So this title, I think we, we, we put it like five minutes before coming here. We're talking to my wife, you know, talking and talking. We could not come up with a title because there's so much that God wanted to say. But today, we are going to talk about who is this God of new things. Praise the Lord. So I, I, I want us to, we are going to read several places, but I want to start actually from... Isaiah, if you can put Isaiah, go back a little bit. Isaiah 42, verse 9. Isaiah 42, verse 9. Isaiah 42, verse 9. Okay, it says, See, and the former things have taken place, and new things I declare. Before they spring into being, I announce them to you. And then I also go to Isaiah 48, verse 6. Isaiah chapter 48, verse 6. 
Isaiah 48 verse 6 says, from the NIV it says, you have heard these things. Look at them all. Will you not admit them? From now on, I will tell you of new things, of hidden things unknown to you. Praise the Lord. You know, the word of God in some places, it tells us that, you know, God, the things that, wants, that God wants to do, he reveals them to his prophets, isn't it? It is not God's nature to want to hide things from us, isn't it? God actually wants to, to speak through us, to use us, you know, even to reveal the new things that he wants to do. So this is in two places where God spoke to one person, to the prophet Isaiah. And then I, I also want us to, to jump to Isaiah 43. Then we are going to read from what we have been reading on Friday as well. Isaiah chapter 43, but I want to start from verse 14. Isaiah chapter three, 43, start from verse 14. It says, this is what the Lord says, your Redeemer, the Holy One of Israel. For your sake, I will send to Babylon and bring down as fugitives all the Babylonians in the ships in which they took pride. Okay, next one. I am the Lord, your Holy One, Israel's creator, your king. This is what the Lord says. He who made a way through the sea, a path through the mighty waters. Next one. Who drew out the chariots and horses, the army and reinforcements together, and they lay there, never to rise again, extinguished, snuffed out like a wick. And then verse 18 says, Forget the former things, do not dwell on the past. See, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs up, do you not perceive it? I am making a way in the desert and streams in the wasteland. Next one, verse 20. The wild animals honor me, the jackals and the owls, because I provide water in the desert and streams in the wasteland to give drink to my people, my chosen. And then verse 21 says, The people I formed for myself, that they may proclaim my praise. So God says, I formed you. One of the main reasons that God formed you is what? That you can give him what? Praise. And actually, when, when do we praise God? You know, we have praise. We have thanksgiving, isn't it? So thanksgiving, we are thanking God because he has done something for us, isn't it? And sometimes we thank God even before he does something for us. Sometimes we don't need to wait because we believe it is settled, isn't it? So we also praise. You know, we also give praise to God. You know, like a, a few minutes before here, we are also giving praise to God, isn't it? But where I actually want to, if you go to verse 15, verse 15, it says, I am the Lord, your Holy One, Israel's creator, your King. And God is telling us in verse 18 that forget the former things, do not dwell on the past. You know, even as God reminds us of the new thing that he's doing, but one of the things that he's also reminding us, you know, from this verse, verse 15, which says, I am the Lord, your Holy One, Israel's creator, your king. You know, there are, there are things that God wants us to remind us. Uh, because sometimes, who be, I mean, I actually want you to raise your hand. You know, we've heard this is a, a season of new beginnings. God is doing a, a new thing. Who, are, who here actually believes that God is, go, is doing a new thing in their lives? Praise the Lord. Okay, I, I, I have most hands. So you actually believe, isn't it? 
do you actually believe? Do you think that it's for pastor or it's for me? Do you actually believe? Are you raising your hands because you believe that God is going to do a new thing in someone's life? Do you believe that God is going to do? I want you to say amen if you believe that God is doing a new thing in your life. Amen. amen. So God is actually, and you know, this is the challenge because when we hear this word, we see it as a word for others. That you know, God is doing a new thing. And then we also, we, we see other people standing here giving testimonies. Then we think, you know, God is for other people. But God is here to remind that even for you, I'm doing a new thing. Praise the Lord. And the new thing that God does, it starts what? In the spiritual, isn't it? Before it even becomes manifest, you know, God has already announced it. And you know, when God announces something like this, it means it's already settled in, in the what? In the spirit, isn't it? It is already settled. The only thing that now you need to, to see is it manifest in the what? In the physical. And actually, you know, God was saying something to me, you know, that actually, how many, how many times have we had, I've attended so many churches or whatever, where this, behold, God is doing a new thing. You know, it seems like, you know, it's a common thing that is being said in every church. I've heard so many sermons, but sometimes, no matter how many times you hear it, sometimes it's so difficult to actually to believe. Is this actually for me? Or is it for others? So, the purpose of the same one actually today is, if I have to summarize it, is, you know, God is a God of completion. God is not a God of halfway. You know, halfway. God is not the kind of God who does things halfway and then stops. God is a God of completion. And you actually understand why I say God is not a God of halfway. He is a God of completion. So this is actually my message for today. So he reminds of, so my purpose today is maybe for people who are still doubting or actually thinking, is this actually for me? Or maybe somebody, you are believing halfway. You know, remember I said God is a God of completion. But maybe you are really looking at this and saying, okay, halfway, actually believing, you are still here. But God wants to say something today. Praise the Lord. Okay, so verse 15 says, Isaiah 43 verse 15 says, I am the Lord, your Holy One, Israel's creator, your King. So this is actually where my message is actually coming from today. God reminds us that he is the what? The creator. Do we actually know what it means that God is the creator? Praise the Lord. You know, I was actually thinking about this, you know, actually, the word of God speaks when you read it. Isn't it? When you read it. But quite often, sometimes you don't even need to open the word of God to see that God is the creator. Praise the Lord. I think even at night, if you were to, to go out to a place where you can see stars, here yeah, I don't get to see so many stars here. Yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately. But get to a place where the sky is clear, then you'll see that God is the creator. You know, people are actually spending millions and millions to study stars buying telescopes which cost millions just to study the nature of God's creation. You know, God's creation, the nature, the things that we see, they speak about God, our creator. So if you can imagine, if he is the God who can create the stars, the planets, people now are even trying to reserve a place in Mars. Yeah? They are spending so much money 
trying to understand God's, God's creation is so amazing. So the things which are there already, they already testify that God is the creator. So if it is this same God who has created, you know, these things which we see outside, then you can imagine when he says, I'm doing a new thing, what he's capable of doing. Praise the Lord. He has already done it. You know, God is a God who creates new things. And, you know, I, I, I was just amazed at the testimony of my sister because it also happened to me. My sister who stood here to testify that, you know, my eyes, I don't need spectacles anymore. I wore spectacles from 1988 to 2007. Spectacles. I looked very funny. You would not like my picture if you saw me with the spectacles. These very big spectacles. I used to wear spectacles until I came here to the Netherlands. And I also, just like my brother testified, I also went to write my, my, my driving theory exam. And what happened is I actually I failed the exam because I could not tell the difference between a motorcycle and a bicycle. My eyesight was that bad. And what followed is, okay, then I went, I got spectacles, then I went and wrote, and then I could see. Praise the Lord. And then a few years later, what happened is there was a wedding. I went to the wedding, and at that wedding, I lost my spectacles. I did not find them anymore. And then I also prayed, you know, God, I'm not going to wear spectacles anymore. From that day, which is almost like seven years ago, I've not worn spectacles. You know, God is the one, he gave me, he created new eyes. I could not drive at night. I could not see the signs on the road. But God gave me new eyes. Praise the Lord. So my sister, you know, the testimony that you gave, I've also experienced it. I can now even see much better without spectacles. Because God is the God who is in the business of creating even new eyes. He did it with who? With blind Bartimaeus. One thing that God reminds me is, you know, sometimes we get, God is saying, don't get so too familiar with me. Because one of the things that happens is we think because God did a miracle in this way. If you look at the miracles that Jesus did, there is no miracle that he ever replicated exactly. Every miracle was different. There were several people who were blind. Blind Bartimaeus, God just spoke to him. And then his, his eyes were opened. Praise the Lord. There was one man. Who, who could not see? And what did God do? He spit. I actually looked at this. He says he spit into his eyes. And then this man started to say, I see men like trees. You remember? Men like trees. And then God, Jesus touched him again. And then this man could see. There was another man where Jesus actually spit into the soil, isn't it? And then he took the mud. And then he rubbed it into the eyes of the person, isn't it? And then what did he do? He asked this person, go and wash your eyes in the pool of Siloam. That was the name of the pool. So God is saying, do not get familiar with me and think that the way I did something is the way. Because we get disappointed when God... When, because God has blessed someone exactly in this way, we are also expecting that he's going to bless me in, in that very way. You are unique, isn't it? And God is a God who does new things. There is no limitation as to how a miracle is going to come. Praise the Lord. 
So God is saying, do not get familiar with me. Praise the Lord. And you, you also remember, this man called, God is also the man, you know, who can renew you. I don't know how old you are feeling, either outside or inside. God is the one who can renew you. There was a man called Naaman. You know him, the leper. And he went, the story, I go straight to the point. He went to Naaman, sorry, to, to Elisha. And then Elisha told him, go and what? Go and you wash seven times in the river Jordan. And then he was thinking, no, maybe he had heard that, you know, some people were healed in better rivers than the river Jordan. And then he started to complain, are there no better rivers than Jordan? He wanted to choose the rivers. So God is saying, don't get familiar with me to a point where you want to choose how the miracle is going to come. I am doing a new thing. You, because one of the things that happens is sometimes when we want to, to know all the details, and when we want to know all the details, what do we want to do? We want to go ahead in front of God and try to help God. God is complete. He's the all-wise is the infinite. He does not need your help. Praise the Lord. You know the story of uh, uh, this king, Saul, isn't it? Who wanted to help God by selecting the sacrifices, the animals that needed to be sacrifices. But God is saying, you know, this is a point where for somebody, God is testing your faith to see how far you go because he's just saying, I'm going to do a new thing. But the question is, he is asking, as he says, behold, I'm doing anything, is, is what are you going to do? Or what are you doing? So I think this is the, the most important question. Because sometimes we fail to act because we want to know all the steps. And when we know all the steps with our science and our whatever, social sciences, we want to try to what? To start reasoning that this is the way that God is, is going to work. But God is saying, I, I, I'm doing a new thing. He did not say you are doing a new thing. I am doing a new thing. So let God finish his work that he has started. Praise the Lord. Second Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17 says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new what? Creation has come. The old has gone. The new is here. God is the one who is in the business of making you what? A new creation. Do we actually understand what it means, new creation? We are new. We are renewed, isn't it? God has said your sins, they are paid for, isn't it? Isn't it? Your sins were what? Were nailed to the cross. In Isaiah 43, he says, forget the things of the past. Praise the Lord. God is saying you are a new creation. You are new. This means whatever happened in the past, that is the past, isn't it? You are a new creation. And one of the things that, that God does is Ezekiel chapter 11 verse 19. Ezekiel chapter 11 verse 19 says, I will give them an undivided heart and put a new spirit in them. I will remove from their heart of stone and give them a heart of flesh. So what happened when you became a new creation? You what? Your heart of stone was replaced, replaced with a what? 
with the heart of flesh. So the, the, the main reason why I say is this. Quite often we fail to see what God is doing because we let our past follow us, isn't it? But God is saying, so the only, you need to believe that what? You are a new creation. So the things that happened in the past, it is the past. Praise the Lord. Verse 15, Isaiah 43, we go back to that verse. It says, I am the Lord, your Holy One, Israel's creator, your King. He says, I am what? Your King, isn't it? When you are a king, you rule by decree. You dictate the way things ought to be, isn't it? But sometimes, one of the things that happens is, uh, if we talk about kings, you remember Joseph, when he died, and his new generation passed. Exodus chapter 1 verse 8 says, Then a new king, to whom Joseph meant nothing, came to power in Egypt. Joseph was a prime minister isn't it, during his time. But when his time passed, when his generation passed, the pharaoh who came says, who was a new king, he says, I do not know Joseph. But one thing God is reminding you, he is saying, I am the king. I am bigger than any circumstances. Praise the Lord. So it does not matter. It may be that, maybe in your workplace, you have changed. Your manager has changed. Maybe in your study, your supervisor has changed. But God is saying, I am the eternal king. You know, he's the king that we cannot replace. Our earthly kings may change here, but God is saying, I am your king. Praise the Lord. When God says, I am a king of your circumstances, he also means, you know, sometimes when you talk about circumstances, and this is actually a specific message for someone today, circumstances, sometimes you find yourself in circumstances because of what? Your own sin. Because of your own doing, isn't it? Sometimes you find yourself into circumstances. You are born into circumstances for which you have no control, for which you did not participate Circumstances are either a result of your own doing or you have been born into them. Uh, but God is reminding you because he is a king. Whatever circumstances that you find yourself in today, whether you, you caused it yourself or you participated or you were born into it, God is saying, I am still doing a new thing. Praise the Lord. So the new thing is not only for what? For those who are living right with God. But God is saying, even for you, who, for some one reason or the other, you have strayed or you have a circumstance that is bothering you. But God is saying, I am doing a new thing, even for you today. Praise the Lord. I, yeah, I want to go to the... Yeah, I want to go to the, just to, just to finalize. I am the Lord, your Holy One, Israel's creator, your king. So, 
remember, my message at the, at the beginning was that God is saying, I'm not a God of halfway. I'm a God of completion. One of the things that happened with the children of Israel when Pharaoh says, you can go, isn't it? Pharaoh let them go. And then they started walking in the desert on their way to the promised land. But what actually happens is, you know, sometimes it actually seems like as soon as, soon as God has done a, a good thing, I don't know how many of you have experienced, sometimes it seems like God has just done a good thing. And then it seems like almost immediately the enemy is following very close, you know, to try to disrupt what you want to do. This is exactly what happened with the children of Israel. As soon as they were given a few days head start, and Pharaoh realized the mistake that he had made. So what actually seemed, so to you, it, God has opened a path for you, and it seems like what? A good path. But now, the enemy is what? Is following right, you know, behind you. So it actually seems like the path that God has opened is also the same path that the enemy wants to use. Praise the Lord. You know, as they approached the Red Sea, you know, they, they, looked, they looked at the back. And then they actually saw, you know, Pharaoh's army is coming. But God reminded them that, you know, these people that you see here today, you shall see them no more. So God is also just saying today, you know, that this path of newness that I've opened, sometimes it's also seeming, you know, one of the things that happens is when God blesses you. For me, what I do now, when God blesses me, I actually pray, you know, for the grace to be able to deal with the blessing. Because whatever blessing that God gives you is going to open up challenges. And, you know, we were discussing this morning with my wife. Very soon we're actually going to be having our service in the morning. We're just waiting for, for just to sign some papers. But we are definitely going to be having our service in the morning. How many of, how many of us actually see it as a blessing to have a service in the morning? Please raise your hand. <laughs> Praise the Lord. But is this something that is going to be so easy to switch? Huh? Actually, it may actually be the same path that is going to cause some people not to come to church. Isn't it? That same path which God has opened may actually turn out to be that same path that the, the enemy is going to be following you. Because what? You were used to what? To sleeping three, more, four hours and maybe waking up four, 15 minutes before you come to church, isn't it? So a blessing can actually tend to be a challenge if you also don't pray for the grace, you know, to actually what? To actually handle it. So now, I'm actually even praying for you because we are, maybe we are going to start at 8.30 or 9 o'clock. I don't know. So my prayer for you is, you know, that this blessing is not going to turn out to be a curse that you are going to follow. You know, we are always celebrating for a new thing. This is a new thing that God is doing. You know, it's a thing that we've been... How many of us... Really like, you know, I, I would be happy to, to have my afternoon free. You know, to be able to do something easy in the afternoon. Maybe to be able to visit some people. But now it's so difficult because we are doing it, finishing at the end of the day. But my prayer is, though, is as God blesses us, as God does a new thing in us, that new thing should not turn out to be a path that the enemy is going to use for you to miss what God has planned for you. Praise the Lord. 
verse 18 and 19, we, we hear, the, I'm just rounding up now, it says, now it shall spring forth. You know, just because you don't see it doesn't mean it has not started. That's just one thing that God is, it does not mean that it has not started. If you know, when, after winter, which season are we having after winter? Spring, isn't it? And how come all of a sudden during spring we see all those beautiful flowers just popping up? During the winter, God has been working something underneath the ground, you know, un underneath the surface. You know, it just doesn't happen automatically that the, 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 the temperature has gone up, then all of a sudden it just starts shooting up. But even during the winter, the winter or the desert, which can be a dry place, which can be a hard time that you're going through, God is still doing something, something that you, pro you cannot see. But you have to believe that God is doing something. He says, it shall spring forth. When, you, when we, you know, we, 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 always, we always hear this. Uh, we, you know, we are always celebrating when, or, or amazed when we see our general overseer or when we see those powerful ministers. You know, they just come, they are praying. You know, even when they are just speaking and people are falling, people are getting healed. But actually what we don't know, you know, we have this story of, of the iceberg. You only see the small part, isn't it? But for a tree that grows very big and very tall, actually the roots can actually go down even down much higher than what the tree is. So it is about what is in the root beneath the soil, beneath the surface, what is happening. So whatever situation or however long we have been waiting for something no matter how long it is we, what you have to believe is you know god is working something you know and when that that something springs up you know because your root is so firm your root is not is so strong whatever is going to happen you know whatever opportunity or path that the enemy is going to try to take it away from you because you are firmly rooted you are going to remain standing praise the lord i just want us to just want us to, to, to stand up just as we close. So remember, God is not a God of halfway things. God is a God of completion. And you know, one of the things is sometimes God does these new things so that he can reawaken you because maybe you may be dying inside. God is doing something inside of you on a long term. But sometimes God brings a new thing, you know, to keep your faith alive. You know, that God... My God is the God who is still alive. He does new things to revive us, to revive our faith, you know, to revive our belief that God, our God is the God who is still alive. So God is the God who is in the business of doing things new. He is the one who is in the business of renewing things. So I just want you to take this time even to commit yourself, you know, that whatever long, I know, I know each one of us, we have something that for so long we have waited, you know, but we, it seems like so long that we are yet to see it manifest. But I just want you to make this prayer, you know, that Lord, help me to remain strong. Help me to remain steadfast. Help me to remain, you know, holding on unto you, O Lord. Holding unto you. To you, Father, who is the rock. To you, Father, my fortress, my strength. Oh Lord, you know, some of us are just at the breaking point, just at the point of breaking through, just at the point of breaking forth. But God is just saying, just hang on to me. Or no matter how long, God is saying, keep on waiting, 
I am, you are almost there. You know, there's something that God has been building up inside of you. And it is a time that it is just waiting to spring forth. God is saying, do not give up halfway because I am a God of completion. I am a God who is going to see you through whatever you have been holding. I am doing this new thing. You know, sometimes this new thing may be so small, but sometimes it is just that which you need. You know, just that little faith, just a little push, you know, which you need for God, you know, to do, to complete that which he desires to complete in you. Sometimes God needs to root out something from you, you know, indeed, so that this new thing can be manifest. God is saying it is complete. It is settled even in the spiritual. But God is saying, oh God, I am doing a new thing. I am doing a new thing. So I just want you to pray and commit. Just pray for this one thing. Just this one thing that you have been crying out to the Lord for a long time. That Lord, indeed, I hold on unto you. Just that one last grasp. Just one, that last bit of strength, O oh Lord. Lord, help me, the Lord Jehovah, that you may complete even that which you have started in my life. That indeed I may see it spring forth, O oh Lord. And just thank the Lord indeed for the strength that he has given unto you, even to hang on, even unto this day, in the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you. We give you praise. We give you honor, O oh Lord. I thank you, Father, O oh God, because you are the God of completion, O oh God. The God that never does anything halfway, O oh Lord. Lord, I pray, O oh Lord Jehovah, for your church, for your children, O oh God. Even upon that person who is hanging on, O oh Lord, even upon unto that thread, O oh Lord, who is about to give up, O oh Lord. I pray, Lord Jehovah, that give them that supernatural strength, O oh Lord, even to run that last mile, O oh Father. Even indeed to see that new thing that the Lord is doing, O oh God. For the manifestation, O oh God, the patience to wait, O oh Lord. The patience to hang on, O oh Father. That no, Lord Jehovah, they shall not give up, O oh Lord. That Lord, Father, O oh God, that you shall perfect, O oh Lord, even that thing that you have started, O oh Lord. That they shall see it, O oh Lord, even with their own eyes, O oh Father. That they shall eat, O oh Father, O oh God, of the fruit of their works, O oh Lord, in the name of Jesus. That Lord Jehovah, that they shall not miss it, O oh Lord. That their strength, O oh Father, O oh God, shall be renewed, O oh Lord, in the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you, O oh Lord. We give you praise. We honor your name, O oh Lord. Thank you, Jehovah, O oh Lord, for your word today, O oh God. Thank you, Father, O oh God, for those that have heard, O oh Lord. Thank you, Father, O oh God, indeed, for the power that is indeed within your word, O oh Lord. We give you praise, O oh Lord. We give you honor, O oh Lord. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Praise the Lord.